0: Hi, thank you for joining me on my podcast, No Agenda, No Apologies. This is Lisa Marie Castabile. Some of you may know me as Kota in the spiritual world. My next guest is Melinda Varga. For two decades, Melinda has been in the entertainment industry, dividing her time between Los Angeles and her hometown in central Victoria, Australia. She has overseen high-profile talent whilst raising three kids across two different continents. Drawing on her small-town roots and extensive experience in the bright lights of L.A., Melinda weaves a web of connections right across the globe. I'd like to welcome her now. Hey, how are you? Good.
1: How are you, Lisa?
0: Good, good, Melinda. Um, So how are you all doing over in um, Australia?
1: Well, to be honest, it's kind of hard to wrap our minds around what's going on. Right now we have beautiful autumn weather you know, some really sunny, pretty days and when you're outside amongst it, you feel like surely this bad thing can't be happening in the world. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of nice being here, I have to be honest.
0: Right, that's nice. And um, where in Australia are you?
1: So I am an hour outside of Melbourne in a small country town called Kyneton. Okay. And it's a town of about 6,000 people and it's a nice, safe little haven. Mm -hmm. But... Already we have two confirmed COVID-19 cases in this region. So it's only a matter of time before, you know, it gets serious here. I mean, a lot of people are playing their part and staying home, but we aren't on a full lockdown here. So I think the lines are a little blurred as to
0: Mm -hmm. how people proceed. Right. So you're not on lockdown. Are the kids at school still or...
1: Uh, we have kids at home from school, pubs, restaurants, and, you know, eating bars, etc., are closed. Okay. Supermarkets are obviously still open, essential services. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think hairdressers will be in the next phase of lockdown. So we're looking at a stage three lockdown pretty much in the coming days mm-hmm. where a lot more, you know, tighter restrictions will come in.
0: Right, right. I keep hearing that from a lot of people including myself, the words, it's hard to wrap your head around it. You look outside, you go for a walk and you you can't imagine what's going on when you turn on the news and you hear things that are going on.
1: I'm checking in. I'm making an effort every day to check in with two or three people, you know, mm-hmm. either in Australia or in England, wherever they are in the world, just to say, hey, how are you going? Just because I feel like it's really important to keep connecting with people. And I've been trying to do a lot of FaceTime and things like that just to you know, because everyone's Mm -hmm. going through their own thing. And, you know, a lot of people that live in Los Angeles are very fearful. I've got friends that are Australian living in LA. They didn't know whether they should get out and come home because, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously we're not safe from COVID-19 here. But a lot of people in Los Angeles are fearing an extreme political situation. And, you know, we all saw around the world, people stocking up on guns and ammunition and, you know, that's, that's really frightening.
0: Right. Yeah. That's happening here. Definitely. A lot of people are nervous and every day there's something different talked about on the news, whether it's true or not. So I think people are, um, they, they don't really know where to turn for a leader or they don't know what to do. Um, that's kind of I know. one of the main reasons why I started the podcast was that I felt, cause I couldn't see my clients as often, obviously, but um, what yeah. I tell my clients and how I calm them down and I guide them through difficult times, I felt, well, this is a good time to just get on and start talking and then talking to other people like yourself, who's a parent, who has children, you know, we all worry about our children. and and um, We're
1: so worried about our children. I mean, I have my 16-year-old son. He's held a job for 18 months at a local grocery store, a small,
0: mm-hmm. independently
1: run grocery store. And he is adamant that he remain working there.
0: Mm-hmm. He
1: says, mom, if I, I'm in essential services, if I don't work, how are people going to get food? He says, mm-hmm. this is my job that I want to do. He feels a real, you know, civic sense in a way like that he mm-hmm. wants to be able to provide that service to people. And I'm just, you know, nervous that the store mm-hmm. owners don't have proper sanitation in place, like that he's so exposed right. and therefore if he's exposing us.
0: Exactly. So what do, what is he, what do they provide for him as far as sanitation things? Do they provide well, gloves or, I mean, I don't even know. They've got
1: gloves. He took his own mask yesterday. You know, we're taking precautions when he gets in the car. I spray his hands with like pure alcohol. Uh-huh. You know, we drive the three minutes home. He's got to take his shoes off outside. He has. You know, I lay his pajamas out in the bathroom. He's got to take his, he's got to wash in the shower before he, you know, sits down on any of our surfaces. And then I go around after him. I spray out the shower with antiseptic. Wow. I wipe all the handles of the shower and the doors and everything he's touched with, you know, Lysol wipes, etc. I mean, it's a whole routine, but I'm still scared that that's not even enough.
0: Right. Yeah. Because I, I yeah, I just went shopping today. I hadn't been in a while and I had, Everything I touched, I put sanitizer on my hands and then I put sanitizer on my keys and then I put sanitizer on my doorknob and in the car and then I get out of the car and then I have to go to the cart and then it's never ending. And it kind of, it, it drove me a little crazy. It was like, I, yeah,
1: you feel neurotic.
0: Yep. Yeah, I said to myself, I'm not coming out. So I got a bunch of stuff for a couple of weeks, at least a few weeks and, and we'll see. But how is, um, I'm finding here in LA, sometimes there's food, but you have to line up to get it. Obviously, worldwide, for some reason, toilet paper's gone. It, it's I mean, y- you can't get your hand <laughs> you can't get your hands it's on crazy. it. Are you? I know. Are you able to go shopping, or is it just so busy you can't? We can't find any. Um, um what is it? Alcohol. We can't find um, hand sanitizer. We can't find wipes. Yeah. We can't find any antibacterial soaps. Is it similar in Australia?
1: Well, we did see the panic buying, the hoarding, the. Anxiety in the supermarkets initially, mm. but it seems to have calmed down now. Our prime minister and our you know state premier have assured people you know there we do not have a food shortage. What you're seeing are supply issues. We can't supply the stores fast enough. This is unprecedented. Like stop the panic. Mm-hmm. However, when you go to the supermarket now, things are a little sparse. I managed to pick up some Lysol spray the other day. Last night I picked up. You know, an antibacterial spray for the showers. You can get things. Wow. And whilst I, mm-hmm. whilst I haven't hoarded, I definitely do pick up a few extra things when I'm going to the store,
0: mm-hmm. just
1: because I feel like the next stages of lockdown, it's going to be increasingly hard to, right. You know, be able to do your regular shop. Right. And we'll want to get out. We we'll want to go and get out in under ten minutes. Like,
0: right. That's you know, the key. That and I think that's what makes people want to buy more because you're like, well, I don't want to come out every, you know, once a week. I want to get enough for a month, you know. So they're they're putting limits. Are they putting basically in America? They're putting limits. So if you go into a local grocery store, like um, locally in LA's, you know, Bonds or Trader Joe's or or Ralph's, but they're putting limits on things. They put limits on. Yeah. Um, toilet paper they put limits on. You can get maybe get, if you're lucky to find one antibacterial, like a Clorox wipe, you're lucky, you you won't find hand sanitizer. And even if you go on to Amazon to try to order it, you won't find any. So that's kind of the scary thing that people are going through. We keep saying don't hoard, there's enough, there's enough, but then you go to the store and there's not enough. So it's tricky. Is, it, is it similar in uh, Australia? Very similar. So okay. yes,
1: basically things, like that are hard to get, they are placing limits on things, you know, pasta, rice, things like that that store for a long time. The the limits are relaxing a little bit, but, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, I
1: think public confidence has been restored ever so slightly after, you know, a lot of talking to in the media from our, you know, the leaders of our country saying, you know, we can't supply the stores quick enough, slow down. And they've also relaxed some of the legislation I guess so in a town of 6,000 like this trucks weren't able to come into the town between 10 p.m and 6 a.m so the trucks would be waiting to deliver to the store so Mm -hmm. a lot of states have relaxed those laws that trucks can just keep coming in overnight and replenishing the stores so I mean interesting crazy times you couldn't you know you when you kind of think about it, you go, did I, did any of us see this coming? Maybe you did,
0: but like... (laughs) Because I'm an intuitive. I, you know, I, I didn't see this specifically and you might see a lot of readers or astrologers or empaths kind of projecting what they were, were thinking. But I thought at one point there would be a time where there would... I don't want to say something would happen, but people would pull back and return to the basics. People would pull back and return to almost like old school of um, putting away the phones and spending family time, simple stuff, going outside and drawing chalk on the, on the street and playing hopscotch or um, being in the neighborhood. Cause I kind of, I try to raise a my daughter like that, where we do so yeah. much as a family. I mean, you remember Greg and I would walk to yeah. school um, I, I would say hi to everybody. I think people looked at me like, who is this person saying hi? And she's just walking down the street. But um, I I felt that eventually would happen. Yeah. And I also with um, kids Arenda's age, and your your daughter's the same age, they're in third grade and they're eight years old, I felt there might be a pullback with social media. But even though everybody's on social media, I felt maybe, just maybe that generation would pull back and be a little bit more family oriented, more, more appreciative, more, um, right. more mindful. Remember the, um well, let me explain. Melinda and her family lived in LA. Do you want to explain a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, we were living in LA for two and a half years. Um, I work for Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne and have done for 19 years. And I've spent periods of time living in LA. My two eldest children were born there. Then obviously I came back to Australia and lived here for a couple of years. Then I went back to LA and now mm. I'm back in Australia. I just like to bounce around a little bit. So, whilst we were living in LA, our children went to the same school in the San Fernando Valley, which is how we got to know each other. Right. And I, I have to say that it is a little community there. And that's what was so special about that part of LA. It is quite community minded. But it's interesting because you're saying, like, you you felt that there'd be a return to those basics. Right. And th- this is kind of. I'm hoping this is the best thing that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to see, you know, so much loss, so much devastation financially around the world. But I hope that we get to the other side of this and go, "Wow, we lost our way a little bit." Like this is what life. This is what matters.
0: This really shook up everyone worldwide. So, what I was saying about the school is that they had introduced um, Mind Up, if you recall, or just being more mindful. That was always on the agenda for school. And I, again, always try to teach my daughter that. But if you think about it, you and I have never lived through the depression. You know, we grew up, we played outside, we went to school. Now, these kids are experiencing something you and I have never experienced, ever. Mm-hmm. They, they, right. They're going to understand. I mean, I just got the chills. They're going to understand that we had to stand in line to go and get bread. Or that when I came home today from the supermarket, I took all everything off at the door. I said, don't touch me. You can't kiss me. And then, um, I put my clothes in a bag cause they'll, they'll sit for a couple days and then we'll wash them. And then I went into the shower. How would you ever imagine? And I remember my, my dad recently has been telling me stories about the, he remembers hearing about the plague or, um, you know, and my mom would always say, um, cause they love to collect things. My, my parents, they collected probably too much stuff, but they had that sense of always missing something or not getting it because they grew up in the probably around the depression and they saw that their yeah. their family immigrated here and they they used everything they utilized everything and my daughter seeing that now I'm I'm counting the toilet paper you know she's not allowed to use x amount of toilet paper so she's seeing it and she's seeing nope you can't you have to contribute really contribute now because I'm busy trying to work Greg's working from home and now it's like okay you have to get your own thing going on. Here's your agenda. You have to ha- be self-motivated, do your own homework, sign on to your class online, which starts next week. And so you and I never had to experience that. I can't even comprehend that.
1: We've all had so much. We've all had access to mo- so much. And whether we think, you know, oh, back when I didn't have any money, we're you're right, we've been able to feed ourselves and just, you know, walk into places and not have to, Worry, and you know, now that there, there is that collective, like you know, I don't condone the panic buying, but I kind of get it because everyone's like, oh my god, like, you know, we're not used to being without, and we're we go into that mode where we're like, oh my god, if I lose my job tomorrow, I, I got to have, you know,
0: mm-hmm. I don't know
1: how I'm going to do all of this. There, there is that kind of worldwide panic because we've essentially we've been really lucky. We've, you know, my next door neighbor actually said we've been meeting up for drinks outside, you know, at a distance, obviously, just at the end of the day, before dinner, just to have a quick chat and catch up about what's going on in each of our lives and just to maintain those connections. And he said, this is our depression. This We've been so lucky. This is what our grandparents went through. And they went through worse. I mean, you think about the women that sent their husbands and their sons off to war and didn't know when they were coming back.
0: I mean, things like that it's it's hard to even wrap your head around it. Well, the same thing your son is going to that store. These they're 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 the they're calling them in America. I don't know if they're calling them in Australia, the frontline the frontline people rather than first responders. So yeah. the new heroes are the people who work at the grocery stores. They're the people who of course the nurses and the doctors and everybody who has to be at a work and the police officers and the fire department. So those people but the people who are in grocery they have to Come in contact with so many people, just like nurses. I know. We never imagine just... that. We never imagine no. that. And um, it, it and you have to weigh. So I'm sure your family's going through this, talking, your husband and everyone's talking about what is your son's name again? I forget his name. Lucas. So he's feeling he needs to be a part of this and do his duty as a citizen. And the parents, you both are like, but is it worth? Is it worth it? Because you're coming home and exposing all of us, you know, and that's something that I spoke with Greg and Renda about is that imagine if one of us got it, let's be real. We have to be incredibly careful. I know it's, you know, I feel
1: like, you know, I have these moments where I'm, you know, questioning all the time because I think for him, he gets so much out of work. School's not, he's not unhappy at school, but it's not his thing. I see him in this job and I see him Come to life. His personality is Mm -hmm. alive. He just feels so good about working. So, part of me goes, Oh, you know, that's so important to him for his mental health, like to lock him in a house for, say, the next six months. And, you know, he's not that motivated at school. What's he going to be doing? Video games, sitting outside? Like, you know, he's active in his community and that is so important for him. But yeah, he's, you know, he's also so exposed. So, it's you know, it's tricky. He loves that job. He's passionate mm-hmm. about it. I've even said to Steve if working at the grocery store for the rest of his life is what makes him happy then, you know, good for him. He he can do it. But he does need to get an education as well and he needs to have options, but right now I guess it's the only thing that's kind of making me really anxious because I feel like I'm prepared for what's going to hit. I'm prepared in this household. I've set up spaces. I've got my head around our finances. I've got my head around how we're going to eat. I've got my head around how I'm going to run everything. It's him being outside of the Mm -hmm. house is what's leaving me exposed.
0: Did they have a lot of um, numbers projected? I, I know for us, it's supposed to hit bad. It's really sad that we know the projected is supposed to be within five to six days. It's supposed to really pop up and then last for X amount of weeks or a week or almost like a snowstorm. That's what we keep hearing like in five days and four days, maybe about six. Uh-huh. Are you hearing that in Australia?
1: I'm hearing basically uh, different things. I'm hearing that the peak's going to come earlier than we're anticipating, like the peak will come April. But I've also heard people say, oh no, the peak's going to come in our winter when the regular flu season also hits, which is you know June, July, August, around mm-hmm. that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm, you know, I heard Jacinda Ardern, who is the New Zealand prime minister, who is fabulous. I heard her say, act as though you've already got it and you don't want to pass it on to people. And I think, you know, that's what we have. I I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm preparing. I keep telling the kids six months, be prepared for the next six months that we may be home from school, that we will be in this house, that we'll be doing exactly what we're doing now, just taking it easy and
0: playing lots of board games and
1: yeah. I mean, what what is the world going to look like on the other side of this? I just don't know.
0: Are you working at all at
1: this point? Yes, I, I am working. Thankfully, I am still working from home. Okay. Um, I've still got quite a few jobs that I take care of for Sharon and Ozzy that are still going on. But, of course, their work has obviously pulled back significantly. Sharon's not taping the talk. So, you know, there's financial impacts for everybody across the board. So... Mm-hmm. You know, for now I'm working and incredibly grateful and long may it continue through this time and beyond because I do love my job.
0: Right. Well you've been doing it long enough. <laughs> I know. I know L- long time. So what things are you doing to keep grounded and keep on track and not you know, not lose your sanity being home with um well Mimi was always so sweet. She's a sweet Oh,
1: girl. she's so sweet. But you know, that the kids have been a little bit tense. I've got Scarlett who's thirteen. Lucas is 16 and Mimi's 9 so it's you know ages across the range and you know the girls have been good together but then they have their moments where I'm like okay everyone separate Mm -hmm. and you know Mimi's been a little emotional so it's been when she's having those moments instead of going okay enough you know I've been like I'm just come into my arms just let me pick you up let me just hold you Mm -hmm. just because I know that what we're feeling, they've got to be feeling it too. It's not it's
0: all around. So does she know what's going on?
1: Yeah, no, she knows what's going on okay. to the best of her, you know.
0: Ability to take it in for a nine year old, right, right. Yeah. It's interesting though. Kids um are reactive differently. around I keep asking yeah. her, how do you feel? Would it, are you okay with this? Do you wanna do you miss school? Do you wanna no, I love this. This is great. I'm spending time with mommy and daddy, but then she'll be reactive in a different way. Maybe lose her temper easier. Or yesterday she went into the shower and she was crying. And I felt that was her way, even though it was about her hair, because, you know, she's a fashion plate and it was, it, but I felt, okay, that definitely is her way of just, um, just letting it all out and she was in the shower and then she, you know, then she had good shower time and she came out and she was all new again. But, it, but kids are so resilient. Do you feel that as well?
1: I do. And somebody said that to me today because I was like, oh, I just worry like, you know, their connections with their friends and all of that will be lost. And, you know, someone said kids are resilient, like, mm-hmm. you know, they'll navigate
0: it probably better than us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I hope, I hope that's the case. Because you just got back to Australia. In
1: January, the end of January. Oh my and goodness. Yeah. So coronavirus was in the news then, but not as significantly as it is now, obviously. And I did see a few people at the airport wearing masks and someone on my plane. And I'm a fastidious person anyway. i am always been super clean in the house. And, mm-hmm. you know, I took my Lysol wipes on the plane and wiped the kids' seats and their controls and Mm-hmm. You know, I spray the toilet before they go on the plane because it's just so germy. But um, I I went to two places. I went, oh my god, I spent all that money on that holiday in January that I probably shouldn't have spent that money. And then the other side went, but we had such a great time, and thank God we did because I think we'll be home for the foreseeable future. You know what I mean?
0: Right. You were creating moments, which is in, in memories, which is nice. So basically, yeah. the girls, you, you went back to melbourne area you started yeah. school and then a few weeks later you're out of school or a couple months later yeah. wow yeah wow so that that's yeah. the whole i i understand probably why mimi's a little she left her friends in la and then moved and then now she made friends and then now she's not going to them for a while um that's when you have to have facetime and zoom are they a lot of kids here are doing zoom
1: yeah, they've been FaceTiming. We've got some kids next door, and I looked out the back window last night. She said, "I think they were a little close," but Mimi was on our side of the fence. They were on the trampoline in their backyard, and they were just chatting. So we've got, you know, okay. we went for a walk yesterday around the corner and ran into another little girl, and they had a chat and saw each other, but from a distance.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's and then a-
1: Scarlett, right? Yeah, and then Scarlett had a walk with a friend too, which you know, again at a distance. But I'm just trying to keep up that those
0: connections and that space time right keep up the morale yeah it's important so as a family what can you say to the audience like how are you getting through this emotionally and carrying you know the torch for your family
1: well just trying to stay active
0: talking stay motivated we're
1: not sitting around in pajamas all day doing nothing which is important for me I need to be I'm a motivated person I like to be up and about doing things Um, you know just trying to stay together stay connected we're doing more as a family we're getting out old toys and right now the girls are getting out some old train tracks that were Lucas's when he was little Mm -hmm. and they're setting those up so we're doing a little bit more together and also I'm off the computer more I'm on the phone less, so I'm kind of using that time to talk to them a little bit more and
0: just... Maybe maybe discovering some talents, hidden talents.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, right. Are you keeping a (laughs) journal? No, but I feel like we should. We Mm -hmm. should keep a journal at this time, shouldn't we?
0: Right. Well, I I mentioned to someone, I can't remember. I um, was in New York for 9-11 and the importance of keeping... um, Even though it's not a great memory, but keeping a memory like, oh, this is what we did. And oh, I remember that because our grandchildren one day are going to ask, where were you? What did you do? And so it's important, I think, to keep photos or some kind of little, you know, write a little sentence or because one day, 10 years from now, we'll be looking back and recalling what we did or we we, we will want to know that history. It's part of history. I know.
1: Isn't it funny because just in the last couple of weeks, especially the first week this all kind of hit here, I was I was a, a hot mess, I'm not afraid to admit it. I was so fearful, mm. just on the edge. I was crazy. Mm-hmm. And I said to someone, I haven't felt like this since nine eleven. Just that horrible uncertainty, that mm-hmm. fear that we were under attack. It was a it yeah, I recall nine eleven being like that too and as the days edged Mm -hmm. past it you kind of you know wrapped your head around the enormity of it and the loss the suffering and this is kind of the same only that the rest of the world is going through it as well you know what I mean
0: right right so we're still we're still I mean I think being in New York there was always that chance because it's so saturated with so many people is there going to be another attack? What's going to happen? Do I walk yes. around very carefully? Well, I do. Since then, I've always, I've been, I'm on alert constantly since then. But no. um, but now it's just keeps going and going. There's no end game. No, I know. I encourage people one day at a time. It's such a cliche, but it's so true, especially with this. There's nothing, there's nothing we can do but remain calm and take it one day at a time and adopt a new hobby or And a lot of good things can come out of this. A lot of good things. Yeah.
1: If I've been saying to Steve every day, Well, we got through another day without a nervous breakdown. Like, you know, I feel like when we get into bed at night and just kind of lay there and, you know, I have been going, Okay, we got through another day. Like mm-hmm. we're okay. We got through another day. Mm-hmm. So that's what we have to do is just kind of it's day by day. You can't look too far into the future because who knows how and when we could be like this. For, it could be two years. It could be, you know. I'm hoping it isn't. But
0: yeah, yeah. And and so your husband's home too because I know he worked on a lot of tours. So he's he's definitely he is okay.
1: Yes. So that's been hard for him just to have like basically every tour that he was working on fall apart. Ugh. But you know, I'm like okay, like we are the lucky ones. I'm still working finances may be a little bit tighter let's organize ourselves a little bit more with that
0: Mm -hmm. let's
1: do a little budget let's just regroup a little bit and we will get through it he's applied at supermarkets he's applied at the local hospital just you know obviously in places where they're going to be hiring and we just wait you know we just work it out and Mm -hmm. most of us will get through this okay
0: we will, we'll, we'll all prevail. One of the interesting things, well, Steve's a creative guy and like yourself, um, is people finding, even though I'm not, I don't, I want to say I'm not against social media, but too much is too much. Yeah. One of the things that has been interesting is seeing people like find these talents or they probably had it, or they, they needed to either put it on FaceTime or what, or, um, the live feeds. I mean, it's bringing out this different way of executing entertainment. And I also keep seeing, isn't it interesting? And I also see a lot of people saying now, I guess sometimes people say, oh, actors or, oh, comedians or, oh, writers, oh, they don't understand what life really is. But people turn to the arts in the most difficult times. They do. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at, you know, an escape. We need the escape. We need to watch, whether it be reruns of Friends or we need to watch um, Curb Your Enthusiasm just to get the escape. So it's definitely bringing out people to find that creative niche and, and do it, which is nice.
1: And a friend wrote on his Facebook feed, which I did read, and he said the arts are the most giving sector of all, and they're the ones that people turn to to raise money for other, di- you know, disaster reliefs, and mm-hmm. and the, the people of the arts are always there to to give back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, in, in more
1: ways than one.
0: Right. Exactly. I appreciate your time and hang in there. And I, I'd love to speak to Lucas. Oh, he would love that. And thanks for just, you know, I think that talking to
1: people and, you know, listening to others is a really helpful tool in this time just to connect, stay connected. And it's calming to me. It's kind of like therapy, mm-hmm. to be honest, in right. really kind of, you know, talking it out a little bit. It all helps.
0: Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. That's why I really felt the need to do it in the moment, not worry about where I was going with it, just hence the name, no agenda, no apologies. But I appreciate your time. I know you're so busy. We should definitely um, let the girls do some FaceTime.
1: Yes, we will. Well, we're home now. I mean, you know, we're home for the foreseeable future. So that would be good.
0: Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to reach out for a reading. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Spiritual Reading. Stop by my website at spiritual-readings.com and I look forward to hearing from you and sharing this journey.